All right, welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me is Ryan Greening from Ryan's Messy RC Room. Say hi. Hey, everybody. And then also with me this week is Dan Williams, former MNRC committee chairman and team associated driver and team reds driver, I believe. Yep, those are still correct. All right. And I'd like to take a second here. Quick shout out to all of the company reps out there. Right now, Ran Out of Talent is looking to basically have some ad space filled. We're very affordable. We get an okay amount of downloads, all from high frequency places for racing like California, Minnesota. We got a lot of UK listeners. So we're looking for sponsors right now. If you would like to sponsor the program, please hit me up at Joe Z Jr. No spaces at gmail.com. All right, let's get into it. Did you guys uh, see the RCGP controversy? What now? Yeah. <laughs> so allegedly, some dude named Ed, Edwards, I'm guessing it's Sal, said some bills weren't paid when in fact all the bills were paid. He's just talking smack on JQ for maybe oh, he put Christ. in a little extra work and thought he was going to get paid a little bit more than what the contract said. I don't know what Jesus. the deal is. Well, I don't know. Like the following JQ, like there's been numerous talks of not getting paid. Yep. Um, that stems back way from the A main um, distribution. Okay. But like, so I don't know. I wonder, man, does JQ just really suck at talking numbers and make agreement with people and everybody's still kind of cloudy on it? It's like, well, by the way, his presence is on Facebook. He's not a businessman. No. <laughs> He's got Keenan there to put out all of his fires constantly, which is a good thing. I mean, Keenan, he's going to be on this program in a couple of weeks here, weekend after Loose Nuts, I'm guessing. I like Keenan a lot. We talk quite often. But it's kind of like JQ needs to go behind the curtain and design, and he needs a money man that speaks for the entire company and pays the bills, I think. I, don't I would know. have to agree, I would have to agree to that. What I mean, what do you think, Ryan? I I think it would be it's, hell it's trying I, to run an me, international let company. Off. Let me start this off by saying I actually enjoy the guy. I I, I like enjoy following too. controversial people like that. Um, if I was him, and I wanted to make businesses like these work, I'd do two things. Uh, I would probably shut down JQ at this point. Start a new brand. Yep. Start it in the background nobody knows that it's yours right type thing so get his name disassociated with it yeah and if i had a time machine and i was him i'd <laughs> go back and make sure nobody knew that i was involved with rcgp because Correct. it's such a great idea and it's so hampered by his reputation which it's unfortunate because his reputation exists because people are you know i hate to use this term because it's so overused but they really are 
they're such snowflakes and they can't deal with the truth that jq likes to spit you know jq doesn't like to sugarcoat things and i like that about him but most people don't because most people are soft yeah i mean him and his own team drivers and and people who are on his podcast well it's keenan's podcast no name rc podcast is keenan's but him and Jeff Keaton usually do the rant together, but he pissed off. Him and Jeff Keaton pissed off each other so bad that they quit talking for a minute. Oh, jeez. I can see that happening. That guy's kind of a dick. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but them two ranting together is so fun. Have you listened to the No Name RC podcast, podcast yet, Dan? Yeah, but it's been. I haven't stayed current on it, I should say. Yeah, um, I just try to catch the ones with the good headlines. Yeah, well, they're all fun, and they all have like I was on it a couple weeks ago, but it, it's nice because he has segments, and like Ronald Falk, I I have nothing I want to hear. From, he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But he's a 23-year-old pro RC racer. He has nothing I want to hear, so it's fast-forward, fast-forward, fast-forward to the rant or the techno grassroots racer or the invisible speed setup segment, that type of thing. Okay. So it's really easy to fast-forward through what you don't want to hear. and Yeah, anyways. So, Dan, how did you get into racing? Jeez, um... Broken fever? I guess... <laughs> Yeah, I'll start where I started in the hobby. Um, we had some, like, Tyco RC things that just sucked. Yep. And I wanted to one-up my stepbrother, who happened to have a better Tyco RC. Um, so I went and got a Duratrax Nitro Vader ST. Um, God, I don't know what year it was, but it was right around the era of the Team X. Oh, um, so Kind of like the Revo just came out. Yep. Um, kind of that timetable. 2006-ish? Yeah, I messed with it um, then. Uh, realized, like, the money pit it was, and my kid self didn't have, like, a ton of money to support it. Right. So it kind of got put onto the shelf, and then I, when I got money, uh, I obviously started motocrossing. And, yep. Um, yeah, trying to think where I went. I think I ended up getting a associated truggy and started racing the winter off-road series that mike fist did at the dome okay kind of did that in the winter and raced moto in the summer and yep eventually just got so many injuries with moto that rc ended up taking a uh, full time yeah see i don't ever remember seeing you until you went to sean's track in the box mm-hmm. and with your 22 buggy yeah that's that's kind of when I jumped off the deep end, like that, that summer slash winter. Yeah. So now for a while, so you became a, you got heavy into nitro racing and you became a MNRC committee member and then you became a chairman. And yeah. we all, <laughs> yeah. we, we all know the abuse the chairman went through. That's why we currently do not have a chairman anymore. Um, so how much of a relief is it to not be on the committee anymore? Uh, it's huge. Um, last fall, I knew I wanted to be done with the chairman. Kind of, I was kind of, 
Uh, I'll be honest. I was I was contemplating it all summer, ever since the spring. But well, I straight up told you at Loose Nuts, dude, you're not having fun anymore. Yeah. So like, it it wasn't a secret. Um, a lot of people could see it, and just in my my facial expressions, um, I'm hard to approach. And then last year, just it just made it like harder to approach. I want to say, right, um, right. So. I didn't know if I was just going to drop the chairman position and stay on the committee, but then just kind of the, the back of my mind, I was like, God, if I do that, um, my stubborn ass is just going to keep putting himself in the limelight. Right. Um, and then the wife decided to get pregnant. I was going to say you, you know had what? the That's... perfect out right there. <laughs> yeah. So I says, that's, that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. I says, you know, I might as well just pull the plug in. Yep. And let somebody with some driving ambition uh, kind of take over the. Well, that, that's one thing I also wanted to do was get rid of the position. I just wanted uh, everybody to collectively step up. Not that no. I did it all as a chairman. Um, just everybody went to you with their problems. That's exactly it. I was the first person to approach. Um, if somebody went to another committee member, that committee member then came to me. So it was really hard to focus on myself um kind of in a selfish way right no. but yeah it, it definitely wears on a guy um kind of definitely put the the flames out for wanting to race rc last year that's for sure yep well you've taken a little break too you spent a little bit of the winter snowmobile racing which i never thought i'd see <laughs> i never thought <laughs> I'd, i couldn't even uh predicted that one myself i never thought you'd have a snowmobile for all the smack you talked about them <laughs> yeah took some grief there it was a it was a good winter uh, good off season i did get over the toy box once uh steve nelson borrowed me his mod car nice uh, we put a stock motor in it and just went and turned some laps and kind of finished right about where i thought it would uh, wasn't too bad speed wise but just made some more mistakes and uh just finished right outside the a right um, that b6 so, is such an of, easy car yeah, I drove it a lot better than I thought I was going to. Right. Well, you had uh, x-ray before the Associated, right? Correct, yep. Yeah, Senior and I had a... Uh, we've been having long talks about vehicles. We need cars that are competitive but easy. We don't need the fast but hard cars. Yep. Yeah, you could turn a super fast lap, but good luck turning 15 of them in a row. I would almost argue everybody in the, the hobby at our level needs that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I agree. <laughs> All right, sorry, I just got a ridiculous text message. So you're still on the Loose Nuts crew, right? Yep. You're currently building the track. I saw your snap yesterday. Correct. We got the layout completely in and dirt moved. Um, yep. We just got to shape it, pack it, and pipe it. Nice. Yeah, well, it looks looks like a lot of fun. And you also um, expanded the driver's stand this year. Yeah, we completely tore it down um, last fall. Um, trying to think the Badlands crew, Corey Hens, Chris Goss, Trevor Johnson. Yep. Um, that was the driver's stand that we used at Brainerd. And yep. I think it's in Trevor's possession now. Oh, nice. So I think he was going to uh, do a track or something like that and worked an agreement out with Tim. Um, so that's where that driver's stand went. And then Tim had this one for 
a year or so now and we put it up and it's six feet wider um same width so it's kind of narrow so you can't stand back to back but you really shouldn't do that in the first place right so yeah it'll be a lot more comfortable for the the a mains you know you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder nice nice be a lot roomier for guys so your is your interest coming back now that you have the new house and the baby but everything's kind of settled down now um I don't know. I wouldn't say the fire's completely relit. Um, I think after the the Moose Nuts race weekend, it'll it'll kind of come back, yep. which will be good. Um, I know I went to one of Sean's club races last year. Yeah, Frenchie called me on like a Wednesday afternoon. He's like, "Hey man, you want to go to to the FTR race this weekend?" I said, "Sure." I got nothing going on. Wife works. I got the kid. Kid likes to go to the track. I said, "Why not?" And we went and. Everybody's like, what the hell are you doing here? I was like, well, I like to race RC cars, so yeah. let's give it a shot. And I had a great day. It was a blast. Yeah. So. Loose nuts, I got to let you try the mini truck. And you, Ryan and I on just about every episode have been screaming our praises about the mini truggies. Man, it looks like a fun class, yeah. but I see it going the way of the four-wheel short course. I hope it sticks around as long as the short course. You most people would be happy with that, I guess. I mean, it's... They had a solid five, six-year run. Right. I mean, it is... Like I said, so... Huh, I don't know. Uh, Ryan... Oh, Ryan wasn't at Dollar at this point. So there is a guy at the track. We won't name names. But Anthony Z. Stratton goes, Yeah, Euro Truck is totally a fad class. So this guy took it as a major insult and flipped his lid and i said whoa 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 just because it's a fad class doesn't mean you can't have fun with it right i mean senior i think mm, i shouldn't say it well my mom doesn't listen so i don't give a shit (laughs) uh i think senior purchased the new x-ray today okay yeah ryan so it's going to be senior junior battles in mini truggy. Nice. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm no, it's been. It. I think things are looking really good for Ryan next winter. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's a lot of people that didn't know what it was going to do, so they didn't. There's a lot. A lot of people that didn't buy one for some people that bought them and got rid of them. We don't have to keep hammering. On those two guys for selling their trucks, but I I think Pat and this winter because now he see he knows it was a fun right vehicle. He didn't get rid of it because of so now that the the class is starting to strengthen yep. a little bit. Yep. I think we're gonna have a really good winter, and and people are having it start right now. So the, the X-ray looks beautiful. By yeah. the way, I, I looked at the whole um, the uh, whole release of it. Looks like a beautiful machine. So. Yep, I w- I was honestly tempted. God, that's such a yeah, an out of pocket expense. That's so high. I like the X ray stuff is ridiculous in price. Is that is that thing like a seven hundred dollar kit? Five twenty. So five twenty. Yeah, but that's what my VT sixty four cost to build. For them. That's that's only a that's only a hundred bucks over, you know, uh, a techno. Yeah. Yeah, but the X ray kits, like after running for them for a year. Yep. Um, they are the option part company. 
Oh, like sure. I used to say that about Associated in the past. Like I was, I drove the Associated to like the B4 days when we went from the B4.1 to just kind of all the those modifications. And like if you didn't have all the JCOM parts on your B4, like it wasn't the car. So I considered Associated to be the option part company, but then I drove X-ray and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had effects in your orders. Yes. That was ridiculous. So, uh, hey, Danny, are you still packing your packing uh, grease and selling it, Certified 7? Um, I'm going to give a large quantity to Kyle Holmberg and set him up with the syringes. I was supposed to do it for the dome race, but I yep. adulted and gotcha. pushed that off. So at the Lewis Nuts race, I'll be giving Kyle a large amount, and I don't know if he's going to sell it or what, but. I, well, set me up with one more tube. <laughs> yeah, I can set you up with a couple for sure. Uh, uh, I'll buy like it. That goes for anybody. I got a lot of it. Um, yeah. I'm not going to give it all to Kyle. Right. He's he's going to get a large amount. Yeah. No, I mean, I go through about a tube a year. Yep. With everything. Have you used his uh, Certified 7 stuff, Ryan? No, but I've seen it. Um looks super attractive i like a personal connection with danny we don't talk a lot so i got something similar from um and i you know i absolutely love of that lithium grease stuff so i would encourage anybody to purchase it from a local guy yeah. definitely hey ryan are you sitting in your yeah. chair no i'm upstairs this time Ah, I can tell. You're pretty crunchy. Describe crunchy. Like you're cutting in and out. With a word other than crunchy. You're cutting really? in. I'm right. I mean, that's right next to my router. Huh, that's weird. No, I'm not, I don't have Wi-Fi here. <laughs> that helps. No, you're, you sound less high now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like you were con doing constant bong hits. There was clicking. Uh, pretty... So, Dan, so are you going... trying to deal with the pains of being a Pepsi man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got my elbow popped pretty good. Um, yesterday, I was hoping to find something, but there's nothing. No. But anyways... Yeah, old men, old men doing jujitsu. I, I, I break pretty good now. Are you going against guys similar age? I mean, that dude that was on top, you looked like he was similar age bracket. Yeah, it take five years. Yeah, I I was in thirty and over. Okay. So, but then I did um what they call an absolute class. That's any white belt of any size goes against one another. Oh boy! And it's single elimination. I went up against a 190-pound dude and just got crushed. But yeah. I, I watched. Danny, were you at any point picturing him, like, in a Cosmo Kramer situation? Yeah. Where he's just shredding eight-year-olds? <laughs> That's exactly what I was like. This could go one of two ways. You're going to get a buff as shit 21 year old that's on top of his game yeah you're or you're gonna get an old geezer slash five-year-old <laughs> well a couple tournaments ago 
I had to go up against a teammate that was 67 years old. Oof. Yeah, so I was fairly gentle. That's what I was going to ask. Like, does your conscience kick in and you take yes. it easy on the guy, or do you just go full bore and, and the guy in five seconds? That's the only time I took it easy on the guy. <laughs> Looks like the other guy had no problem putting you in a pretzel, though, so I don't think he has the same kind of well, conscience I, that you do. I was a <laughs> little, same kind of outlook. I was a little bit on Queer Street there. Um, I got slammed. My head slammed on the mat. I was a little... I, I don't want to say out of it, out of it, but I, I wasn't seen straight at that point. Seeing some stars? Yeah. Just got rocked a little bit. So, that's... I was starting to come too, but my arm was locked. <laughs> yeah, that's it's hard to fight at one wing. Yeah, um, but like yesterday, one of the matches I won, the dude had such a bad asthma attack, he had to forfeit the rest of the day. <laughs> And he's bigger than me. Shit. That's horrible. Hashtag athlete. Yeah. Well, he's sitting there. He kept trying to wrist lock me, which was, it's legal, but it's cheap as hell. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, you break him. I'm not allowing that to work. Just break him. And he's just like, huh. So then whatever, I got him into a point to where I could guillotine him. And all of a sudden, he's tapping. I'm like, I don't even have it sunk in yet. So he taps. I get up, and he's on his hands and knees and couldn't breathe. Oh, boy. It's like, okay. I hate to perpetuate this because right now we're doing exactly what pisses me off about the Radio Impound podcast in talking about other sports. But do you remember when we had our little Facebook fight and people wanted us to box at uh, Rick's Hobby Farm? Yeah, I'll still box you. I just got no, done boxing today. No, I was going to go on record that I want, I want no part of that. Why? I'm a 36-year-old man that does not box. Why would I want to box? Because it's fun. Literally no good can come from that. You, Yeah, there is. See, yeah. so if you box. Joe's less angry at the world. I am. <laughs> no, that is good. I'm talking about me. This is all about oh, okay. me. So good that can come of it. It's a stress reliever. You can well, you're in shape, but you can get into different, better shape, and it's a legitimate skill. And you learn, you don't just learn boxing. Let's say you do boxing, you're gonna learn footwork, you're gonna learn different techniques to warm up, you're gonna learn all types of new stuff that you do not know yet. That's with anything. If you go, let's say, well, you have both of you have firearms, right? Correct, yes. So, if you go do a shooting competition, you're going to have fun and learn new stuff there. I, I recommend... A- I'm not- go ahead. I'm not discounting anything that you're saying. I, I think that would... Yeah, that would be a great hobby to get into. I, I have a heavy bag. I play with it a little bit. But, just a random dude talking shit to another random dude that I barely knew at the time, yeah. which is you, that I'm talking about... Yeah. I, I want nothing to do with putting on gloves and fighting a random person. I was I barely know. I was still kind of fat and kind of angry back then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. on with the show. No, that's all right. So, Dan, are you gonna have anything to do with the Heydays track? Um. Yes. Uh, we'll do a track again this year. Um. 
last year we were approached by the Snow Barons group with a pretty nice offer. I can't really go right. too in depth of I'm excited exact for details it, yet. But we we we're trying to work on something that that should hopefully get a lot better interest in it to have a little more presence. I know the the interest has kind of died off over the years from the RC group, right? Um, this, so we're nope. trying to work on something that will get the interest back from the core group of of scale Nitro racers to show up for this free they'll, exhibition and put on a great show. They'll be begging for a pass, and we're you guys are going to have a waiting list. That's the ultimate goal, but yeah, well, I guess we'll see what they approach this year and yeah, if we can put something on or not. Yeah, I hope they approach I, with the offer they were talking about. Sorry yes. to vague, I call it vague booking even though we're on a podcast. Sorry to be vague about it, but I know what he's talking about. And Tim and I talked, I, uh, and I would be the race announcer for the situation. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, I agree. I hate being vague on it, but the uh, the way it goes, if you say too much too soon, people just overhype it, and you almost kind of kill it before it even starts. So I just like to to keep it under wraps until we get the actual details that we can release, and and then get the hype going. Right, right. But you know what's funny? Jimmy still. I don't know if he sold kits there last year, but he did the year before, <laughs> even though Wheel Brokers was shut down. Yep. He brought, and I don't know if you saw this, Ryan, but he brought a stack of kits, including X-Maxes, and sold everything. That's awesome. Yeah, he it. filled up the back of a truck and topper um, yeah. with traction slashes all the way up to X-Maxes. Uh, like, front to back of the truck pickup to the topper, and we brought out, like, five or six at a time, and he sold out like two three years in a row yeah i love it i love to hear it because i love that dude and i haven't been to heydays for a couple of years because i don't work for fox anymore i used to you know be there as part of my duties with them um <laughs> haven't stopped by but people are so charged up at that event especially if you spend enough time hanging around the expo you know to really get your juices flowing i i can see you know people partying with their money as soon as they see something cool like that. And I love it. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I, I mean, think about it though, an $800 X max, when you have the amount of money for a snowmobile in your pocket and you were let down and Hey, I still have 800 bucks. Those, those are the people walking around with a ton of cash. Well, yep. those people are walking. I mean, there's people that are walking around with ten grand at Haber. Oh, for Haber's. sure. You know, they're they're going through the swap meet and they're cleaning people out. People so are trying to make perfect. their dirt bikes Jimmy, into. Jimmy capitalized on a perfect opportunity there. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Jimmy was one of those guys, except he didn't walk around the swap. Yeah, he uh, got there Thursday night while we were doing track prep, and he'd pull them right off the trailers as they came through the gate. Right. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm. This is off topic again, but you're both motocross guys, and I'm kind of curious if this is appealing to you. The conversion kit to make your moto bike into a snow machine. No. Oh, snow bikes. Yeah. Oh, I have to go the other. I'll let Danny go first because I might wind <laughs> up for a while. Oh, God. Mine's no. Um, to get it to work, 
so you can get proper lane angles, you need um, at least a foot and a half of snow to make yeah. it enjoyable. Kind of the dense Minnesota pack that we typically get, I don't think it would be anywhere near as fun. And then the second part is the machines aren't designed to handle that kind of load on the clutch system. So then you can put it into aftermarket clutch, and then you're going to start taking out transmission sooner. Uh, and a lot of these kits just have like a ski that bolts onto the front forks. Well, okay. if you take a look at a wheel and how the load is applied to the forks, it's always got some kind of a, a rotational load distribution underneath it. So a front wheel will roll over an obstacle to where a ski will dive into an obstacle. So I've seen on numerous occasions guys just bending the hell out of their fork tubes. Okay. So it's it's a conversion kit. It, it <laughs> works, but it doesn't work per, like a, a purposely designed machine would. Right, right. I don't What do you think, Ryan? For the Midwest, I 100% agree. If you live in the mountains and you don't have a snow bike, you're an idiot. Because yeah. they are absolute billy goats. They can go anywhere. And today's modern hill climb snowmobiles are fantastic. Uh, Articat probably has the heads and tails the best one. It's it's the Alpha. I, I helped with some of the development work on that project. So I, had, I wrote it for a couple of years before it came out and it can do things that other snowmobiles can't do, but there are things that snow bikes can do that that sled can't do. Um, yeah, every, everything that Danny said about it is accurate, but if I'm a guy that has a decent amount of money in my pocket, I'm going to have a snow bike, especially if I spend considerable time out West playing. For okay. sure. And you don't need to own one. Put it on your bucket list. Go out west and rent one. Bust up go. somebody else's shit. Yeah. And have a blast <laughs> doing it. That's what, I have a few friends that go out snowmobiling in Montana. They don't even bring their own stuff. They do that. They go rent and break their stuff. Those are super smart individuals. Um, yeah, it's, it's a totally different thing, right? Like, I raced cross-country snowmobiles. And so even going out west and riding in the hills that's something completely different it might as well be a different sport and on top of that i would say taking a snow bike out is different than that still but um yeah it's it's an amazing time you can you can get to places on the hill on that snow bike that you can't get with any other vehicle so it's pretty yeah. neat so hey real quick before we get into any more rc talk I'd like to announce a contest that you and Eric Swanson gave me an idea for last week. Most interesting thing on your RC workbench. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it yet, but I do know what the prize is going to be. And it's going to be one of those 128 scale J. Halsey RC10s. The micro ones. What do you think of that? Yeah, just, okay. yeah no, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm pissed off that I can't win it. Because, I mean, who's got a messier RC room than Ryan's messy RC room? Oh, it, it's messy, but is it interesting? Do the guests still get to register? You. Sorry, what was that? My poor RC room was just neglected last year. Oh, yeah. 
No, yeah. Ryan hasn't seen uh, Danny's Messy RC room yet. But Dude, I'd like to. Yeah, have at it, man. Come bring a box, take a load of shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you going to run Loose Nuts? We didn't cover that. Are you racing? Yeah, I'll be there. What do you run, a Nitro Buggy? Yep, just Nitro Buggy. Yeah. The, I've downsized so much last year in RC. The, I got a Nitro Buggy, a gas truck, and then a gas truck roller. Dude. I guess my kid has a slash, yeah, but that that's all I got for RC at the moment. You should take that slash and make it a make it a modified and run it at uh, the five ten super oval. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> uh, it just looks fun. That's all. I mean, it's uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, Chris Martin took his oval or took the five ten and made it an oval for a su- summer. The whole thing. I drove a Nitro A-Scale late model around it. That was fun. I don't think it'll be a class, but it was fun. Anyways. They're an absolute hoot. They they used to be really popular in the southeast. And yeah, yeah, they're a gas. So I'm not surprised that you didn't have fun, that you did have fun with that. Right. And his was set up kind of horribly, too. (laughs) You kind of segued a little bit. Did you want to get into uh, local race results? Um, yeah, I just want to announce a contest of the most interesting thing. Oh, I'm, yeah, the contest that isn't a contest yet. I, I just got to figure out. <laughs> I, I have to figure out. So people will post their pictures under the post once I make it. I don't know if I'm gonna go most likes or vote or maybe i'll pick the top three and then have people vote i mean i would agree to the top three and then people vote yeah right now nothing beats what's on top of my rc desk but i mean i got oh geez i have a bobblehead of myself on top of my rc desk I have a 3D statue of Peter Griffin fighting the chicken on top of my desk. <laughs> I have a. Po- I guess it. I guess you didn't be. You weren't specific. You only said most interesting things. Right. So right. I have a whole action comic on top of my <laughs> desk, right next to a Marge Simpson a, Playboy. So it's going to be. Guess that what some of the weird things that people. Maybe it's not necessarily ne- there now, but they're gonna pick it up and bring it into their RC room to I be a know. part oh, geez, of this contest. We've got some, that, we have some aspect. weird listeners. So, <sighs> what's we... gonna happen here? All right. So what's I'm gonna happen? I'm looking forward to this. Ah, me too. I'm I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna make a post for it this week. Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, let's go through race results. Did you uh, get FTR before we did FTR finish? Yes. Uh, the I didn't catch the last one. It was we don't really do the the sportsman Janelle results won. here, but I just I just usually you cover should. the premier classes. FTR got eighty seven entries again. Nice. So it wasn't just nice. a flash in the pan that first time. They're no, doing right. well. Um, today it was the Van Dalen show. So Seth took Nitro Buggy, uh, E-Buggy, which had a surprise appearance by Kendall Welch. Nice. Kendall actually split Seth and Kyle. 
on the podium for E-Buggy. Good job, And then Kendall. Nitro Truggy, uh, the sexy beast, Sean Van Dalen, he beat out Clayton Carluca. Mm. So that was FTR. Wait, right wait, 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 wait. Sportsman, I don't know who took third, but Janelle won. Vicky took second. Oh, cool. Both running E-Truggies. I don't What's recognize the dude that was in third. What's a Vicky? <laughs> Vicky's been plugging away with <laughs> that e truck. That's I've heard in a long time. Yeah. That's just, that's something that, that's a weird way that I talk, but, you know, what's a Joe Jr.? What's a Danny? Yeah. Uh, who's Vicky? Awesome. Vicky Spicer. She's, uh, she's Rob Logan's, I, I'm going to say wife. They're not oh, legally cool. married, I don't think. Are they? No, you are. You're correct there. No, but I can't remember what I I saw him uh, in one of his. Yeah, it must have been Nitro Buggy B Main. Right. Uh, he was looking good at one point today, so he was driving well. Yeah, I'm not Rob, sure where he finished. Rob's the only person in the state of Minnesota that can make a Mugen MBX eight work well. I know, and he got it right away too. So he definitely got you know one of those lemon cars. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I got mine right away also. Anyways, um, so Thunder Road, we're doing that. You can go ahead. Nah, I, I usually leave them out of my results. I'm, oh, I'm not aware of that nope. track that you just mentioned. Yeah, you, no, you go ahead. I thought you were saying. <laughs> I thought the, you said. We did talk about the five ten earlier. Uh, yeah. Chris Martin won his own class street stock. Yep. With that Bruce Saint Ives painted body, so he was up a couple laps actually. So apparently, the owner and proprietor of the 510 is getting a few extra laps in here and there i should uh, go there with my raceway. sorry i should go there with my stock b6 put a street stock body on there and just kick his ass <laughs> <laughs> just for fun sorry chris <laughs> give it a rip because once you because street stock bodies are they're deceivingly heavy because of where the weight distributes yep. it you know it gets so much weight on the outside corners of your car yep. that you have to do a lot of shock and spring work to get them things to go around a corner right i do have a b4.2 here that i was gonna make us into a street stock a while ago i haven't done anything with it and i don't think a rear motor car would be the most terrible thing in the world well that's that's all they run down at T's still, so okay. you, I don't even think you're allowed to run a mid-motor car yet. Okay, because I know in Ogilvy at the Hobby Farm in the 510, they opened it up. Yep. So, okay, on to the next. Dollar Hobbies had a race today. Not a whole lot of entries, but you can't really blame people. It was a ridiculously awesome weekend weather-wise. Oh, I know. So, two-wheel drive buggy. John Schroer broke through for his win there. Yeah. Good. They're going, they're flipping back to on-road, I think, this week. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of people that are happy about that. Some of those guys, they went out, they bought two-wheel drive buggies. They tried it for like a week. We'll say that they gave it a chance, but I don't think they really gave it a chance. They gave and, it a Patrick uh, Anderson and they, Matt Hintzman truggy chance. <laughs> exactly. You know what, to be fair, though? Those guys hung on to their vehicles for like a month. That's it just, true. They were going to the wrong track. You yep. know, that none of us at that point in time, we were going to the toy box to race, but we weren't bringing our truggies. We were going there to race two-wheel drive buggy because it's such an awesome class there. Yeah. 
Yeah. We um, were all bringing our truggies to the 510, and those guys don't drive that far usually yeah. to go racing on Saturdays. So it's just, you know, there was a perfect storm there. The class wasn't very strong. Those guys are from, you know, getting close to Wisconsin or in Wisconsin, so they don't always drive all the way to the 510. I know. I just got to give we'll, them uh, a hard time. We'll let them back in. We'll yeah. let them back in the club, I yeah. think. Um, so what else? Anything else? Uh, yeah, the Toy Box debuted. Yeah. They had their uh, first off-road race. Now, I haven't seen – I only saw podium pictures, so I didn't get to see a picture of the track. Kelly Roberts. To confirm – to confirm whether or not they brought the black dirt in. Oh. So I don't know if they changed the surface yet or not, but they were talking about doing that. So that's kind of exciting. But, yeah, Kelly Roberts doubled up. He won the truggy class and the two-wheel drive buggy class. And Ryan Schalk won four-wheel drive buggy. Well, I heard. hope they heard the podcast where I talked that if you're going to do black dirt, you need a lot of water. I See, mean, and maybe he decided not to do it because um, – this is just going off past experiences there. Uh, Jason doesn't use a ton of water there. Yeah, and you have to. Sure. So, um, geez, what else do I got? Uh, did RCGP run this week, or is that next week? I think it's, it's got to be next week. I didn't see anything about that. Yeah, and again, I believe they're in Austria. Watch the RCGP class. Hey, you can hear my cat. <laughs> I forgot I shut the door and the cat came storming in here. So, yeah, watch RCGP next week. God, uh, what's going on now? Oh, Shamrock is also next week, guys. Bring your stuff to Shamrock if you're set up. You know, I also noticed something, though. There is There was a ton of different racing this week. Yeah, well, right here there were four, four races within two hours. So. Yep, that's not a bad thing. People have their choices. Oh, oh, Danny. So I picked up a couple weeks ago from the little hobby shop in Japan the new Ninja B O five. Okay. Yep. So I sent that out to Drake to get Ebus broken in. But a nice. one thing, so I was talking to Tony, and I was talking to Kyle Holmberg. I was, was going to talk, but you, I figured you were just going to run what you're going to run, and you really haven't been paying attention this year to what things are. So what the BO5 is, is it has the new 2103R carburetor, but it's got the 22S three-port piston and sleeve. Okay. So it's not going to be an absolute uncontrollable torque monster. Because the 2103R has that five-port setup on it. Is Ryan doing the dishes? Who's doing dishes? I think Ryan's taking a piss. Nah, I'm filling up my water. Sorry, guys. I tried to find the mute button, but I couldn't. <laughs> Sound yeah. like he was doing dishes. So what I'm going to do yeah. with my Reds motor that ran pretty damn good this weekend, it did something really funny. So it was acting like it was way too lean on the top. Literally, Tony richened it by about a turn. 
mm-hmm. and it was working good on the bench. And then on the main, it just wasn't working, and we leaned it back out pretty close to where we had it, and it was working fine. Okay. Because what it was doing was, like, going over the jumps and stuff, it was hanging up on the top end. Mm-hmm. But whatever. But in the main, it was you working well. Probably just got a piece of shit in the needle. Um, probably. With the Does that have the horizontal curve on it, or was it a vertical needle on that thing? Uh, vertical. It's a two-needle. Okay. So. I, I noticed on even my, what is this thing, the WR7 with the horizontal curb. Yep. There was a few times last year where it would do the same thing. Like, it would just go lean out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So then I'd have to pull the needle out or fully seat the needle and crush whatever was in there. And then I'd put it right back to where it was and it'd be happy. Gotcha. But, yeah, I'm going to give uh, Senior this motor. There you go. Because it's... It really should be a truggy motor. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, I have a really soft pipe on it. I'm still running the one piece. Mm-hmm. I might go back to the 2090 with the new motor. I'm not sure, though. I Gosh, I guess I, I haven't paid attention a whole lot. I want to say they're still running that pipe. Yeah, they got the, 21, uh, the 2100 also, but I'm not okay. doing that. I'm not buying anything else new. But, yeah, I'm going to give Senior this motor because he's still running the Ninja that we... He's running the Ninja that we bought three years ago in 2016. And I believe he's also still running your old Ninja, the BO3s. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it's just... His truck ran well, but it just seemed pretty flat. Yep. I had that with a BO2. Yeah. Um, put a ton of time on that engine, and it run like a clock, but it was just a pooch. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have the torque it should have had anymore. And you could pinch it, and it'd have, have a torque for, like, a tank, and, and then it'd go back to normal. Right. Just kind of lived its life. Stuff gets old. Mm-hmm. So, um, real quick, I also wanted to ask you, because you're – you run at Loose Nuts, and we're going to be there in a little under two weeks. What tires should people pick up? Um, depends what the weather does, I guess. Uh, my personal uh, tire bin is going to have a set of M3 hole shots in case it's wet. Yep. Um, M3 hole shots work on clay amazingly well. Um, I don't like, some people go M4s, but. I try to not run M4 just because I don't like how they balloon. Yep. Uh, kind of makes the car skatey. So I, I prefer M3. But if we have perfect weather, which we should, it's going to be a little bit dry and dusty. So you're just going to want to use up whatever tire you have for Friday practice. It's not going to matter a whole lot. Okay. But once the qualifiers come around, kind of a buckshot style tire yeah. and you're your medium long wear compound, soft long wear. So, so S3 buckshots. I was going to say, I got some S3 hole shots, S3 buckshots, and on Trevor's toy box on eBay, I got some S3 Diamondbacks for cheap. Yeah, those those will be good. Um, I know Tony's one at loose nuts on the, uh, the X3 Diamondbacks. He's one at uh, full throttle on them too. Right. So that that's a really good tire. 
but yeah, um, buck shots, since that's kind of the most preferred and it's a long wearing compound has good, good drive. Long wearing um, tread too. You can get a lot correct, of run yep. time out of buck shots. So that's, that's the kind of dark voodoo with, with loose nuts. Is it going to groove and turn black, which makes S3s feel like gumbo? Yep. Um, where you wish you had X2s or S2s? I still have some X2 in my... I am I have a lot of X2 myself that I've been waiting to run them. We haven't had the opportunity. Ever since we had that one race where it got blacker than midnight, um, Tony and I ran X1s for the A-Main. Yeah. And ever since then, we've just been plagued. So Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I would like to get back. That's the way it goes, too. It's, I think, I mean, I'm already looking at the weather for that weekend. And I yep. know I know it means nothing, but it's already looking good. Yep. So, so. it's, if I, uh, I'll go on the, the, the everyday racers route. If I had to buy one set of tires and one set of tires only, it would be a S3 buckshot. Yep, for um, sure. That goes for boogie and truggy. Um, yep. You you can't go wrong with that tire. It'll work good in the claws, and it'll work good in the main if it grooves up. Yeah. And it'll still, the the S compounds actually work in the damp a little bit better than the X's did. Oh, really? So, yeah, so if it if it is a little bit moisture-driven track, you won't be completely spinning around uh, if, if you run the S3s, so. Okay. Uh, Ryan, are you going to try to make it out for loose nuts? Yeah, I don't know that I'll be hitting uh, any of the MNRC stuff. You know, I I have one class or one vehicle that's eligible. That's a that's a long weekend for one tenth scale class. Now, if I was doing it and I still had a nitro buggy, yep. and I'm I'm bummed that I I sold all that stuff. I wish I would have just put it on the shelf and you know let it collect a little dust during the lulls when i don't play with it but the reality is i don't have it anymore and i'm not gonna go out and right now i'm not gonna go drop two grand to build a reliable nitro program because i've i've had good stuff now and i i won't go back to not having good stuff yeah so the the next time that i that i dive back into nitro buggy i'll be doing it the right way it just isn't gonna be this summer so so Ryan, what you got to do then? So next time we piss off a Sally Pants on this podcast and they threaten to say, oh, somebody's threatening to quit for what we said on a podcast, call them on it and buy their stuff for cheap. Pennies on the dollar. There you go. There you go. Um, I'll throw the offer out. Um, I don't know what the rest of my summer is going to be like for racing. So if there's a race you want to hit, say full throttle, if I can't make that one. And you really want to go, dude? Uh, I'll prep my nitro car for you and hand it off to you for the weekend. Oh, I I super appreciate that offer. Um, I I am one hundred percent against touching somebody else's stuff no. because <laughs> the the biggest thing that I'm cool with about my own is that if I break it, then I can just walk away for a while. You know, I can get pissed right. off and kick some sand and <laughs> put it away for two or yep. three weeks before I buy that part. But if I wreck your part, I'm going to have to buy it, you know, no, that dude, day when I get home. No Otherwise, I'm not going to feel. But, no, um, no, no. I, I, I really wouldn't offer the it. car. I really appreciate it. I I got rid of that stuff because 
every year. I build a nitro car, and then I have an e-buggy to go along with it. And every year, once it gets hot, I don't go racing. Yep. So You race nitro one time. One time. <laughs> Joe one calls time. him out. Oh, no, we've joked about it before. He's. I know. And it was, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was the most fun I had ever had. And I'd, I won't dispute that. It just it wasn't enough for me to give up the things that I love the most in the summertime, which right now, because my body can still do it, it's dirt jumping BMX bikes. Yep. And it's a it's like this hobby in that if you want to do it the right way, you have to dedicate a ton of time to it in a little different way because, um, you know, we spend a lot of time maintaining our trails. And oh, yeah. If we don't do it, it's kind of like the track owners, right? Like if the track owners don't go out there and absolutely break their backs for, you know, no pay whatsoever, nobody shows up to race, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, if you don't go out and dig the dirt and build the jumps, you don't have anything to play on. So that's kind of, that's what I do in the summer. It's a, it's a cheap hobby. You know, I don't race motocross anymore because I, I would love to, but I don't want to spend the money on it. And summertime is the time that I can recoup. And I'll be ready to go in October when we go back inside and okay. race some 10th scale again. So yeah, as much as I hate it because 8th scale racing is way cooler, I just, uh, at this point in my life, I'm a 10th scale guy. And I, I have to deal with that. So I'm going to have to call you out. Well, not call you out on it because you you were the only person from Minnesota, Ryan, that had a legitimate reason for not going to that omaha 10 scale race yep you gotta make sure you make it next year oh yeah yeah absolutely i hope you know my hope is that i'm going to be in a different career at that point in time so i can't make any promises to myself that's kind of my hope too <laughs> i think my life will be uh i don't know i think all around everything's going to be a lot better next year yeah. so Oh. Speaking of Omaha, I just realized they didn't have their J Concept Spring Naps this oh, last weekend. There, they, re they replaced it with the Oval Race, right? And they got like the same amount of entries as they did last year. Yeah, it's just, dude, Memorial Day weekend, man. That's family time, pretty much. If they were, I used to enjoy it on Memorial Memorial weekend because you race Friday, Saturday, you got to go home Sunday night. And then you had all day Sunday to kind of spend with your family and recover from the weekend of racing. So that's why I like to go on that weekend. Sure. Just if you kind of got a, a free day to be at home. Right, right. And he's still trying to figure, well, not trying to figure, Alex has things figured out, but he's still trying to reinvent the Hobbyplex in different different races and all yeah. that. Um, he's thinking about having a 40 and over only he's gonna call it the 40 and over nationals next year okay and i said dude you do not have enough pit room for that <laughs> because i mean that is that is the rc crack right now i i yep. almost think that the mnrc should do one almost mm-hmm it might take Please. Some out of regular nitro buggy, but there's other guys who don't race that would race. Yep. I don't know. I, I, I always thought it'd be a decent idea, but 40 and over in the country right now is huge. And if you put the name Nationals in front of that, 
shit. Resume stacking. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of old men who, with disposable income, gotta yep. love it. Just race the bottom mains where you belong, you old farts. I agree, but <laughs> that was my motto off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. Anything that that was just a joke, by the way. Don't please don't take that offense and no, take, write Facebook messages. Yep, no, and, no face. Facebook message. Tell us how we made you want to quit racing. But make sure you don't lie and say it was somebody else. Make sure to say it's you. I can't. can't, All right. We've done it again. You've gone way beyond my feelings on it. (laughs) Joe's Joe's on an island right now, everybody. So if you have a problem, please direct message Joe. I can't believe you guys get hate mail over here. It's just like... it baffles me that people would really just get upset about things stuff on a podcast. No, it's I. I was talking to Joe, and I. I don't know how people who do get offended so easily how they make it through this hobby because yeah, yeah. this hobby does it does so many humbling things to you that you have to be tough to stick right. with it, and you know, if if you can't deal with it, you know, go crawling on the weekend. You know, that does, with LMNRC, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. <laughs> Are you yeah. going to go soft? No. No, all right, shit. All no, right. I'm not going to go. My mouth is getting me in trouble. <laughs> no, I, I'm always a racer. Like I said last week, it's fun when you're drinking beer with a bunch of friends and doing whatever. Try crawling alone. You'll get tired of it in like five, ten minutes if you're... Unless you're a hardcore crawler. There there are some guys out there that are hardcore crawlers. And then they like 3D printing their own jerry cans to put in the back of the truck and all that type of stuff. It's a whole different aspect. That's kind of I like, like the, looking at... I like... Yeah, go ahead. That's kind of like the, the plane guys. Like, they want to be so scale, so proper. Um, they don't care what they do with them. They just want to have the, the rigs looking right. 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 We have a lot of people uh, in this region that do incredible stuff with their crawlers on the custom side of things like that. MNRCC group. Oh yeah, that for group sure. That that does they do get together and do competitions once in a while. But I think most of what you see on their Facebook page is is people DIYing their kits, and their stuff looks incredible. And to me, it's overwhelming. Like I look at that shit, and I'm like, I could never freaking build that. Nope. But then again, you can't race. Well, you could race a crawler. It would just not be fun. <laughs> no, you'd need it to be on about 8S yeah. for that thing to be any Oof, fun. Though. Yep, exactly. So, anyways, um, what else? Danny, are you still breaking in motors or painting bodies, or have you uh, pretty much... Um, I'll be sending my motors out to Adam Drake. So, yeah. it's, I still have the stuff. I'm set up to do it where I could, but I would just recommend people assign them to somebody with a EBS. Yeah. Did um, you see... Uh, there's got to be somebody go. closer than Las Vegas, isn't there? Uh, I heard Sean had one, but I, I can't confirm or deny that. I, I know that he has I one. I just don't know if he's taking yeah. orders, but I mean, even yeah. outside of Sean, there's got to be somebody closer that's, that's got one of the units. So that's... They? That's the voodoo to RC Nitro engines. Like, if you mistreat them on the break-in cycle, you're going to have a bad time. Senior and I, 
Sorry. I'll, yeah, I, I, I would really just send it to somebody who uh, you could trust is going to do a proper um, machine break into it, and that would be Adam. Um, yeah. there, there's probably more reputable people out there, but I haven't done any kind of research into there's anybody I could recommend. James Dibble. I don't know how well he does his stuff, but he gets a lot of motors through his system, so maybe he's got it figured out. I'm not sure there. Isn't yep. that AMR guy closer to us? I'm not sure. I And like I said, you know, I bet Sean, if he is doing it, has something figured out. I wouldn't doubt that at all. It's just... here. Here's a good example, though. So... I broke, I had Danny break, three years ago, I had Danny break in my Ninja BO3 on his prop. And Senior broke in his Ninja just sitting on the bump box. Mine always was a tick better. And mine's actually still in really good shape. It's still my backup motor. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I I think Danny's right, though. Drake will do it for $50. And I sent him a... Because I buy my motors from Japan, so I get them in pieces. Uh, Danny, do you know why they have to take them apart? Yeah, it's import laws. Is um, it people hiding drugs in little RC engine blocks? or? Nope, it's purely import. Um, so if they sent a complete motor over, yep. um, OS of America, whoever the heck would that would be, Habico. Okay. Are they even around? Um, They're so yeah, around. they could go after them for importing complete engines when such and such has the rights to do that in America. So when they uh, send it over in a completely disassembled, yep. they're selling parts. Gotcha. So it's, it, uh, I believe Horizon owns Habico or Cal. Oh, all that now okay so I, yeah that that's what they told me when i asked them about it why are these things coming in pieces and they said just otherwise we wouldn't be able to sell them in the united states gotcha gotcha <coughs> and, and it's worth buying it but i go so how much extra to put together this motor and he goes no extra charge and then i think about it well he takes apart a lot of the motor to do the ebus breaking. Yep. So, yeah, for 50 bucks, he'll get it back to you in a week. Well, what sucks is mine got there Thursday or Friday, and he went to the Manufacturer's Cup this weekend. Okay. By the way, is there results for that yet? Yeah, Nitro Buggy actually went down to the fourth round. Really? And Spencer Rivkin just nipped uh, Ryan Mayfield. So Mayfield oh, run wow. Pro Truggy. Nice. And Spencer Rivkin won E-Buggy and Nitro Buggy. Nice. Wow. And Mayf Mayfield did not compete in E-Buggy, though. Or if he did, he wasn't wasn't in the... Well, there was no A-Main. It was like a... Yeah. Kind of a Reedy Race style yeah, format, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think so. I think they have their invite class, and then they have the everybody else class. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was looking, it was looking all good for Mayfield going into the fourth race, but, um, yeah, Rivkin took it right at the end. So that was well, good for I'm, him. I'll be looking for a, a wrap up video or something on that. That should I, be some good watching. I think, um, Spencer is, I think Spencer won the world's way too soon. 
I, also, I would agree to that. I also because it put way too much light on him and way too <clears> much <throat> pressure on him. And I think now, like now and next year, he's really going to start bumping up, and he's going to make Mayfield and Cav and whatever older and Tebow and Bornhorst look like lower level racers and then cj jellin's you think gonna, so oh yeah i think he's super i think he's obviously fabulously fast but he's super up and down inconsistent but all those guys will be a year older too yeah but yeah. he's young though so it's like that's a he won the world at 16 yeah he was, so then when you do that you automatically just expect all right, he's going to be battling for every single race win, every single thing. So and he's yeah, had his struggles he, past couple of years. He did, yeah. but he he went down and then he came back up and trounced everybody right at the the fuel nats. And then for the last two years after that, he's just he's been kind of non-existent. Yeah, so, but he, I, so I he got, think he'll my be point is back. he goes up and down. Yeah, I think he'll be coming back, and this time when he comes back. He'll be here to stay, type situation, and then kind of matures a little bit. Yeah, and then when C.J. Jellen runs out his contract with Kyosho, and signs with whoever he's going to sign with next, he's going to be believe. a monster. Well, why I can't the hell did they sign there route. in the first place? He went that route. Okay, this is what I heard on another podcast. So. I'm going to repeat it, but this isn't necessarily 100%. CJ went that route because of a feud and a fight with CJ's dad fighting with Gore Tessman over at X-Ray. And they kind of went the musical chair route and took what they could get. That MP10, man, there I saw a meme about it last week. MP10, 10 years behind everybody else. <laughs> yeah. that's kind that's, of what it is that's the truggy too they're designing a new truggy on an outdated car yeah right <laughs> but that truggy is off of a 20 year old car that <laughs> they're, they're yep. str r2 it's yep. yeah they they need a new truggy but i, I yeah, don't whatever it is the designer of it, whatever his name is, he posted the the spy shots of the truggy he's working on, and it's Kanai. It's the MP10 truggy. So, yep, Kanai. He is the designer, and he's part of the problem why Kyosho has fallen behind. He, well, he, why are they still racing? Like, so the I don't get regular updates from RC Racing Group right now because when I re-entered the group. Yeah. Recently, I entered it under my Ryan's messy RC room page. Gotcha. And so I don't get all, I don't get every notification. So I have to physically go out and look for the page and enter it. But anyway, I saw, you know, one of the things that Al does is when stuff comes out from his sponsors, like Leadfinger, mm -hmm. they came out with a body for that new Kyosho buggy. And I was like, who the fuck is going to buy that? Nobody. Nobody, nope. and it's not Leadfinger's problem. Leadfinger makes a quality product. Oh, man, yeah. It's, dude, well, you know, we should be fair. Kyosho's non-existent around here right now. Um, there are Wisconsin guys that are running very well with the A-scale stuff. But, 
But anyways, California guys, there's a lot of Kyosho guys out on the West Coast. But how many of those guys are looking to put a lead finger body on their car? Well, yeah. And who's competing with an RB7? Um, I bet there's a couple of hero club racers doing it. Good for them. Yeah. and <laughs> I would agree to that. <laughs> really, it's just there's nothing that makes that thing look attractive. No. No. Other than a lead finger body. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking at another new one for my truggy because I shattered my last one. <laughs> that is such a sweet looking body. Hey, that that X-ray's got a pretty nice looking stock body. Yep, it's so, it's way the hell better looking than their two wheel drive stadium truck. Right, right. I'm I'm baffled by that. How they could get like Have you seen their A scale truggy body that no. they sent out with the kits in America? Nope. It's a Tesman influenced body, which is the ugliest thing I've ever seen produced or molded. So they go from their two wheel drive truck body, which is kind of horrendous, to the the A scale truck body, which is the worst thing on God's creation. To yeah. this, the mini truggy body, which actually looks somewhat proper. Right, and then we'll we'll see. Well, I don't know if it's considered a. I don't think it's going to be considered a pro class until Tebow grabs a Techno and starts winning all types of races with it, and then Tesman will grab an X-Ray, start crushing Tebow, then Associated will come out with theirs. It'll be popular for three to four to five years, then it'll fall yep. off. But we'll have fun and get a few good vehicles out of it. We're going to have a ton of fun in that meantime. Yeah, right. Remember and, that associated four-wheel short course with the clicker diff? Oof, yes. <laughs> I hope they don't go that route and try to re reinvent the wheel and just make a B74 or a T74. I hope they go the J-Concepts route with what they did with their four-wheel buggy, the original B44. <laughs> I hope they go to instead of jcon but i hope they go to rod rippy and go let us buy your design they they would actually have to take oh no nah, this is a little different because um the team velocity uses techno parts to when the jcon four wheel buggy came out it used associated and original parts okay so but i hope because rod and Chris and all the Team Velocity guys, they got it figured out pretty well. Um, I, I enjoy mine more than I would a Techno, I can say that. A Techno is easier to drive by a lot. But a good example, the last layout at the 510, I could only compete against my, because somebody else could have grabbed my vehicle and done a way better lap with it. But the best I could do with my truck was a 12.8 second lap. I grabbed three different Technos. The best I could do with the Techno, they were way easier to drive. Way easier. And I'm like, man, I hope I can turn laps with this thing. Best I could do with the Techno was a 13.6. You didn't even drive the winning truck, Joe. That's true, but I think you're already packed up and gone. 
<laughs> but I drove different ones, and yeah. Anyways, so. can we just apologize now? No, actually, not. We're not going to apologize. I think we're going to be extremely biased towards this class on every episode, and yeah. we we should be unapologetic about it. It's a great it, it's class. Your show. You, and you, you love Truggy. Everybody who's interested should buy one. It's not a redneck class. It doesn't drive Obviously. like a nitro truck. Even Danny should buy one. He should I, have one right now. Yeah, he should. Sell that damn gas truck. I just I literally just found 70 body clips to a magnet right now. I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's just one of those things and we keep preaching about this every week. You don't have a lot of tire choices. It worries some people, but it shouldn't. For loose and dusty tracks, you have whole shots and double Ds, M3 or green. And for clay tracks, you have um, the positrons and the J-Con ellipses. I did buy some gold um, dirt webs from a guy. They were dirty. And there's flip-outs, there's goosebumps. I'm it's saying what's still in production. It's FMAR studs. You can still get that stuff, but I'm well, saying... I've got all oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm saying what's actually in production. Yeah, no, I hear you. But well, if you're resourceful, there's a hell of a lot of oh, stuff yeah. out there still. Yeah. Yep. But why not keep it simple? Why but not if you just... go on Facebook and beg for stuff the week of the event, yeah, you might have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I couldn't believe that. Nope, we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we're gonna. Oh, we'll uh, we'll keep pimping it. People keep buying it. They should. It's fun. Yeah, and it's better I than thirteen five wheeler. I mean, what the hell? You're putting thirteen five in a wheeler. Why are you doing that? It's gonna be kinder to you know, mid-pack drivers than the mod wheeler class is. Right, right. And with oh, that with far. that being said, I, I plan on running both next year. I plan on having two cars, one platform. I'll have a mod wheeler and my truck. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm going to have my B6.1 with the Kyle Holmberg set up in it. And I'm going to have it ready to run mod, but no one will run mod, so I'll be stuck running stock. I don't know. Pe people around here modified. Yeah, it's not for them. So, all right. Should we've been going for about an hour and fifteen minutes. Does anybody have any uh, final thoughts? No, nothing for me. Ryan, down down with double A mains. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of <laughs> with you there. Also, you're selling a bunch of crap on Ryan's messy RC room on Facebook. <laughs> Not crap. Yeah, I got a, I have a, a podium overall finishing 22 4.0 two-wheel drive buggy up for sale. I have one of my Roche P12s up for sale because I should have listened to you. I didn't need two. Yeah. So I'm going back to just one because I have a lot of fun driving the stock 17.5 version of that car and i didn't have any fun at all driving the spec 12th car no, with respect to everybody that likes that spec 12th class i get it 
that's just I'm not in on road for the racing side of things. I'm right. I'm a practice guy. I'm having fun, and that car is way more fun for me to drive in you know seventeen five trim. Right. And then what else? I got three things up for sale. What the heck is the other one? Uh, nah, no. I can't remember. Yeah, Joe, would you agree that Ryan is the modern day soup sale? Yeah, no, not that bad. <laughs> well, I gotta hear. I gotta hear what I am now. Okay, so Jason Supri. Oh no. He, yeah, I, I remember now. Yep. <laughs> buys and sells. <laughs> I would yeah. say Casey Wright would be in it, but Casey Wright makes a no, profit. You know what, though? You can't compare me to those guys because I'm literally going to the hobby shop and I'm spending my money yeah. to support my local RC community. Yeah. I'm oh, not yeah. just right. hacking shit back and forth on Facebook. Yeah, no. Soup did the... He, <laughs> he bought his stuff, whatever hobby shop, but it's just... Man, he... But he's getting back into it. He's he's he was out for a year, riding his Harley. Now he's getting back into it. He um, is getting into dirt oval, I believe. Cool. So a lot of those a lot of those guys we lost, be you know, with the loss of Lucky Thirteen. Yep. Um, yeah, Jason's an awesome dude. I didn't get to know him very well because I only got to go to Lucky Thirteen five or six times uh, before the end of their run there, mm-hmm. but. Um, that was a fan. That was such a fun place to race. Yep. Awesome atmosphere and lots of really cool dudes that yeah. went there. I talked to Scotty Shuttle. He's thinking about getting back into it. He's just burnt out for a while too. So is is he thinking about coming back and racing a little more? For racing, himself? yeah, just going racing. To other tracks. Yeah, cool. perfect. Not that's what running we want. his own. That's one races. of the best dudes that I've met in RC. Right, right. All right, cool. All right, let's end this. Remember, racing at Shamrock next Saturday in two weeks, MNRC, round number two at Loose Nuts. Make sure you make it to, let's say, both of them. All right, and for Ryan and Dan, I am your host, Joe Jr., and we have ran out of talent.